When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Best Football Show. I'm Brian Balding, your host, coming live. Live from Las Vegas, right down the strip. Looking out my hotel window right now. And uh, this place is beginning to buzz. As it should, Super Bowl 58 is upon us at Allegiant Stadium, just down Las Vegas Boulevard. It's going to be wild. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Nobody could have ever dreamed that we would be having a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Uh, So, anyways, you can find this uh, daily podcast on wherever you get your uh, free Odyssey app. You can download it, uh, like, and do all that kind of good stuff. You can find me on Instagram and NFL, NFL Network and uh, Twitter and X and Threads, all at Baldy NFL. So let's let's take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk Chiefs. I could talk about the Kansas City Chiefs from now until uh, kickoff because there's just so much there because of their success. I mean, they're in the middle of possibly creating a modern-day dynasty, much like the Golden State Warriors or the New England Patriots. They're right there. And somehow, uh, the people that, set these lines and handle all this gambling here in Las Vegas and around the world. They have the San Francisco 49ers, a two point favorite. I don't quite understand it. Mostly because of just the success that we all have seen from Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator. So I was just in Baltimore uh, 10 days ago for the AFC championship game. And it was, it was quite a scene. I mean, it was, all right. I mean, it, it was rowdy. It was loud. It was misty. It was cold. It was all that stuff. And here comes Patrick Mahomes out of the tunnel three hours before kickoff. Goes and sits on the bench. Starts. Uh, he's got his sweats on. Got his hoodie on. Um, really kind of got his head down. Doesn't really want to talk to anybody. Just wants to get to the bench, relax, and sit down and talk to the trainers and equipment manager and a couple other players that are there. A couple team officials. Like he does every single game, every single week, every single year since he's been in this business. And I've watched it. I've watched him. I don't talk to him anymore before the game because he's too locked in, especially the big games. But I used to. I used to go down there and, you know, shoot the breeze with him. Um, just a couple of football heads talking football. He always has something good to say. But, you know, right now, it's uh, it's kind of amazing. 
Like his his schedule never changes. Routine never changes. And I'm saying this because at about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 before kickoff, he starts warming up. And he, he throws to everybody. He throws to all the backs, all the tight ends, all the receivers. And sometimes some of the defensive backs. And there's a long line. And it, they start with the, you know, just a little stop routes, little speed out routes, little uh, post routes. Then he starts getting longer into the seven cuts and the go routes. I mean, it's just up and down the field. And he does it for 30 to 45 minutes. And he's just as relaxed as you can be. And he's just got that, such that, 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 that release and that motion that we all have come to admire because he can throw it from any, any angle. He can throw it underhand. He can throw it over the top. He can throw it sidearm and he practices all that stuff, you know, and then, I did this thing on Twitter and on uh, TikTok last week where literally the the touchdown throw that he finished the opening drive with against Kyle Hamilton on the opening drive against Baltimore to go up 7-0 um, is a throw that he makes every single pregame warm-up to Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's nothing new, what they did in that spot. And I say that because... Yeah, it's the Super Bowl, and it's you know, it's the big game. It's the spotlight. It's is there pressure? Is there? I don't think there's any pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he feels it. I think he just goes out there on the field, much like he does in pregame warmup. And I've watched the great athletes um, go about their pregame warmups. Peyton Manning was legendary about what he did in his pregame warmup. It showed in his games. Uh, you go and watch Steph Curry warm up. I mean, going back to his days at Davidson. You watch Steph Curry warm up. It never changes. He's got his own warm-up coach. Um, and it doesn't matter if he's playing uh, against the Boston Celtics in early February or if he's playing in the NBA championship. His warm-up doesn't change. And it's the same thing with Mahomes. And I say that because that's what San Francisco has to defend. They have to defend a guy that plays the game as relaxed as you can play it. Last year, he played on a busted ankle. We didn't know if he was going to get through the game. He almost didn't. At half, right before the half, the Philadelphia Eagles twist his ankle, and he, he was uh, writhing in pain. And Andy Reid changed the game plan at, in the second half to accommodate Mahomes, thinking we better be able to run the ball because I don't know if this guy's going to be able to move to throw it. And all they did was um, score every single drive, four straight drives in the second half to blow the Eagles out and put up 35 points. So that's what San Francisco has to defend. That, now, that's that part of it. It's the Mahomes. It's Kelsey. It's Rasheed Rice. Watch out for Justin Watson in this game. We've seen uh, in two two games right now in the postseason um, where Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS, number 11, has come up huge with 30-plus yard catches. He's got three of them now in two games. But, you know, Kansas City is on this run where you go, and they haven't had to do this before. Because they've always been the home team and the favorite team and all that uh, until the Super Bowl. But when you watch them right now, they just played in minus 33 below zero weather against Miami, and they beat them. And then they went to Buffalo for the first road playoff game under Patrick Mahomes, and they beat them. And then they went into Baltimore, the number one seed, and they beat them. And along the way, Steve Spagnuolo, the defense coordinator with two Super Bowls in his back pocket, two Lombardi trophies. One is the Giants defensive coordinator in 2007 and one with Kansas City. 
He's going for his third Super Bowl title. He's as good a tactician defensively as we've seen in this league. I mean, maybe you got to go back to Chuck Knoll and some of the things that he would do, do when the Steelers had the steel curtain in that dynasty. Um, and you almost have to go back 50 years, 60 years to, 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 to go back to those days. So it's interesting because the Kansas City Chiefs have gone up against Tua Tungavaloa, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. And in all three of those games, those quarterbacks haven't come close to their yearly quarterback average and what they put up on an average basis. They're way under their average. So how does Steve do it? He's got a really good, and all the defensive backs wear his T-shirts in spags we trust. They listen to them. They're smart. They don't break down. They don't have communication errors. Um, they're, they're, they communicate all three levels. Last week against Baltimore, they discouraged them from running the football, playing big linebackers, playing Drew Tranquil, playing Nick Bolton, Leo Chanel, uh, putting their big linebackers on the field and stuffing the line of scrimmage and discouraging Baltimore from running the football, which they did better than any team in the league this year. Most rushing yards, most rushing attempts, et cetera. And they discouraged him from running the ball. Lamar had two designed runs the whole day. And so they said, okay, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat our corners. Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, Joshua Williams, and the Ravens couldn't do it. So they had those kind of pieces where you could play man coverage. You can blitz. They like to blitz with their defensive backs. Last week we saw Justin Reed. We saw... Uh, Jalen Watson, we saw Trent McDuffie, all blitz. He likes speed to the quarterback uh, more than uh, linebackers, although they blitz their linebackers as well. Drew Tranquil came a number of times. But they like speed to the quarterback. And if he can get a free hitter because he knows your protection and he breaks your protection down and he attacks the backside of your protection, he'll do it. He'll do it off the corner. He'll do it off the slot. He'll do it from the sky at the safety position. Coming from depth, and they disguise it well. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. I don't know what Steve's going to do in this game. As I look down at Allegiant Stadium right now, I don't know what Steve's going to do in this game. So I think it's imperative that Kyle Shanahan, in his scripted plays to start the game, how many that is, I don't know. Usually it's 15, but it could be more, it could be less. But in those scripted plays, you're going to see a lot of formations. You're going to see a lot of motions. You're going to see a lot of shifts because he wants to kind of get a template and a reading, like like reading the email of what Spags is doing. And then once he might be able to get a, a beat on that, he can, he can call plays accordingly. So I asked Steve about that this week on my podcast, Steve Spagnola. So I had him on and I said, when do you decide to go blitz zero, Steve, meaning um, no safeties? playing literally with no safety net. And he said, Baldy, I'm always looking for an opening. 
I'm always looking for it. It's not prescripted. It's a feel for the game. He does it in his Massachusetts accent uh, when he when he delivers that commentary. But he's always looking for that spot. And so, when can he get after Brock Purdy and affect him speed? And so sometimes the blitz is designed not necessarily to sack the quarterback, although that's a, that's a good thing. It's not always necessarily to try to create a turnover, although that's a, that's a great turnout if it happens. What he's trying to do is speed up the whole process of the quarterback making his reads, getting his feet set, you know, looking, reading where he should go with the ball, who's the open receiver. He's trying to speed that whole process up. And then, because he's got players like this that have supreme confidence, I mean, major swag. Legereus Sneed might be the highest price free agent coming out this year. I don't know if Ken C is going to be able to keep him. You know, he was a fourth-round pick at Louisiana Tech, ran, ran a fourth 3-8-40 on the combine. The guy can flat-out run, but he's long. He's 6'1". He's got long arms, and he will punk receivers at the line of scrimmage. And I mean like put his fist right into their throat. You know, he did it to Tyreek Hill and not let him get off the line of scrimmage. He picks his spots. And so now if you're Brandon Ayuk, you got to be alert to that. You got to be alert to if Legarius Steed's up in a press man coverage, like he might take his shot at you and not let you get off the line. And if that's the number one wide receiver and there's Brock Purdy dropping back to look for his number one wide receiver, and there he is, stoned at the line of scrimmage. You're getting off them pretty quick. You're looking for number two or number three. So this is some of the things that Spags does. Then there's Andy Reid. Then there's Andy Reid tinkering, always tinkering. Somebody asked him, you know, at the media day Monday night at Legion Stadium, you know, like, is this, we hear rumors and tremors that this this might be it if you win the Super Bowl. And Andy just looked at the, you know, the person asking the question. He goes, well, you know what? I don't have any hobbies. I don't, I don't golf. I don't go fishing. He's got a vacation home in, you know, Southern California on the beach. Nice place. He says he he tells me it's really nice. He knows some of his neighbors. Um, he doesn't spend much time there, but he's got it. It's nice. It's good to have a vacation home in this world. I don't think this is it for Andy. I think Andy loves what he does. I think he loves right now, literally. I mean, I think the game plan is 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 probably pretty close to finish. But I think he loves the X's and O's. I think he loves tinkering late at night with formations, movement. We see him do shovel passes like nobody else, different forms of shovel passes. We've seen ring around the rosy, breaking a huddle. Like some of it is fun. Some of it is clever. Some of it is just to disguise. Some of it is uh, is is a real threat. You never know. Until you know that you see the final, you know the final result. But Andy's tinkering, and he's not not too much where he's going to overload his players or overtax. But uh, I could see him like last year, Sky Moore, a rookie um, from Western Michigan, and uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, a pickup from the Giants. They both scored touchdowns against the Eagles in the second half, both off the exact same pre-snap motion that Jacksonville used to score touchdown against the Eagles in week three last year in a rainstorm. And Andy saw it, and he put it in. And they got two touchdowns out of that. That's Andy Reid. That's Andy Reid tinkering. That's who Andy Reid is. Like, looking, I mean, 
It could be anything that has bothered the San Francisco 49ers this year, last year, past year, something that Kyle Shanahan did with the Atlanta Falcons in a Super Bowl years ago against the Patriots, Super Bowl 51. Like all that is up when Andy Reid's putting this game plan together. He's a master. And then he gets the player's attention. He gets them focused. You know, last year, think about it. Last year, the Chiefs are down 10 going into uh, the locker room at halftime. And Patrick Mahomes' ankle, which was twisted badly and torn ligaments in it, high ankle sprain in the, you know, NFC or NFC championship game. Um, there it is, aggravated. And Andy Reid doesn't know if Mahomes is, what, what percent he is. is can, can he move? Can he drop back? Can he set his foot and throw? Like he didn't know. They came out and ran the ball right down the Eagles' throats to get right back in the game to start the third quarter. Like So not only is Andy going to have a game plan for San Francisco and everything that they can do, you know, that means, okay, Nick Bosa might not get a whole lot of one-on-ones against Jawan Taylor uh, where he lines up. Whatever it is. And then there's going to be the adjustments that happen during the game. And for a long time, literally Andy Reid would, uh, you know, the offense would finish the series in Kansas City, and Andy Reid would sit down next to Patrick Mahomes and go through what he just saw, what he liked, what he can do, what he can work on, what we might do in the next series. And he, and he doesn't do that much anymore. Matt, Matt Nagy's doing that right now for him. But this is a, this is a team that never stops adjusting to what the other team is doing. And that's what the 49ers have to prepare for in Super Bowl 58. That's been this edition of the best football show. Um, please uh, catch further editions this week as we start examining what the 49ers might be up to getting ready in preparation for Super Bowl 58.